confession this evening we're no longer slaves to fear Satan might have bound us bond in fear years after years but Father this evening we want to confess that we're no longer slaves because you saved us and purchased us with your blood oh God Father we just want to humble ourselves before you this evening and we just want to ask you to move Lord we just want to ask you to have your way this evening Lord whatever you have for us to do Lord you do it oh God Father, I just want to surrender myself to you, Lord. You take this vessel, Lord. Father, here are young people, oh God, that are hungering for you. Here are young people, Lord, that have got to to see me, but Lord, to see you, oh God. And Father, I just pray that this evening, Lord, you take me out of the picture, Lord. The Father, they won't see a man today, but they will see Jesus, oh God. The Father, Jesus, who walk into your heart, oh Lord, and take the preeminence in your soul, Father. Lord, we thank you already for the atmosphere that is here, oh Lord. But we know that you're here, O oh God. We know that your angels are here, O oh Lord. The reapers are here this evening, Lord. To drop a handful on purpose on everyone's heart, O oh Lord. But we just ask that you will grant it, Lord. We just ask that you will glorify your name, O oh God. Father, we walked in here, Lord, perhaps with burdens and with, with, with shame and with whatever was on us. But Lord, we, just, we don't want to leave here the same way we came, Lord. Yes. We want to leave here a different people, Lord. Like those from Emmaus, Lord, we really want to say that our heart would burn, oh God. Father, not just that our heart would burn, but Lord, that everything that was in us, Lord, was burnt away, oh God. Father, may you sit with us today, Lord. May you break the bread with us, oh Lord. May you do something, the Lord, we will recognize and know, Father, that truly this is you, oh Lord. Father, we surrender to you this evening, Lord. We thank you for tone, Lord. We thank you for the song, serve the musicians, Father. We thank you for the skit, Lord, that has been said, oh Lord. We place it into your hands, oh Lord. Father, we ask that you will take it now, O oh Lord, that you bless it, that you open the door, O oh Father, Lord, that we'll be able to bring this all together, O oh Father. For, Lord, all we want is to glorify your name, O oh God. Amen. Father, bless everyone who is involved, even those who are not blessed them, Lord God. For, Lord, everything that will happen, Lord, is to the glory of your name. We give it all to your name this evening. We ask you to have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, musicians. The Lord bless you. Sure did enjoy the service last Wednesday. Bless you, Brother Moses. Talking about the way of sheep and sure the way of sheep is the the only one that is is the original, is the one that is showing exactly what the rest are gonna be. It is not a different one, but it's exactly the same one. 
Sure, want to thank the Lord for it. Thank the Lord for our first young people service and really appreciate what was said. And truly, we are going to have a young people in rapture. And even as was repeated today, that we need to keep focused. We keep our eyes on Him. Keep our eyes on the goal. Amen. Amen. This evening, normally I mention my title at the end of reading the scriptures, but this evening I want to take it from Ezekiel. And our title this evening is Can These Bones Leave? And these bones leave. Let's open to Ezekiel 37. Read from verse 1 to 6. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. And caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O, o, o ye dry bones, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I will cause bread to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinew upon you, and I will bring, upon, and I will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put bread in you, and ye shall live. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the word. You might have your seat. I want to speak this evening on title is, Can These Bones Live? Amen. Amen. I believe we all can have an answer to it. Because there are no bones that can stay, dry bones in the presence of the Lord. Amen. You know about Israel to be a great nation. It was a great nation. Amen. In those days under the reign of David and under the reign of Solomon, it was a wonderful nation and was flourishing and was, was growing and much was happening in Israel. And we know how the temple, the temple was built and we know what the dedication of the temple, of how the Spirit of the Lord moved in the temple. And as the Spirit of the Lord moved in the temple, we know the glory of the Lord filled the temple and so much that the scripture says that the priest was not able was not able to minister. Amen. The presence of the Lord was strong in there. As a matter of fact, the Queen of Sheba would travel miles to come to hear of the wisdom of Solomon. You come along miles because something was happening. There was a revival happening in Israel. There was something that was moving in Israel. And everyone was hearing about it. But not long after that, the heart of Solomon started to turn away from the Lord. His heart started to turn away from the Lord and he started to partake of things that he wasn't supposed to be partaking of. He started getting involved with things that he was supposed not to be getting involved in. He started getting into relationships that he wasn't supposed to be getting in relationships with. He started talking to people he wasn't supposed to be talking to. He started worshiping things that he wasn't supposed to be worshiping. And as all this is happening... 
The anger of the Lord sat down upon Israel. The kingdom of God, the kingdom becomes divided, and we know one of the traces of Judah was the chosen one for the sake of David, a servant. That was the only trait that was chosen, and, and the other ones, and, and we know that they go into a process of a whole bunch of kings that keep coming, a king after king, king after king, and, and as these kings are coming, one after the other, one after the other, some are good and some are bad, and, and the deterioration seemed to be just growing faster and faster. Things are not seeming to be getting better, but seem, things are seeming to get worse as the years are going, boy, for Israel. As a matter of fact, not long after that, they seem to come to a place where the Lord hands them down into captivity and gives them over to their own enemies. And we know how they've been taken to, to Babylon, and Brother Ed has been talking about it and really appreciating that. God bless you, Brother Ed, and this wonderful series that has been going through, really enjoying that. And I can still not get away from the last one that he was talking about of leaving Babylon, and it's been really a blessing to me, amen, and... It's been a blessing to be hearing those series, and I recommend, as he spoke about reading those books of Ezra and Nehemiah, you know, if you have time, do, do read them. Amen. Do read those books. But so here they were, and they are in captivity, and we know as they go into captivity, Ezekiel is one of the ones that is taken away with them into captivity, and Daniel is taken away as well, and, and they're all in the land of Babylon, and as you read in the scripture, a time has come, and you know, Ezekiel being a prophet, the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord set him down. He was carried, you know, the Lord carried him up. The hand of the Lord was upon him, and he was carried in the Spirit of the Lord, and he set him up in a, in a valley that was, dry, was, was full of dry bones. Amen. And we know that the bones here, and we will look at the tra translation or the interpretation of this vision, the bones here was representing Israel. Because Israel was crying out and Israel was saying that, you know, our bones have been dried and, and you know, our hope is lost and, you know, we've been cut off and all these things. But I want you to notice something, that before these bones became dry, there was flesh on them. Before these bones became dry, there were breath on them. Before these bones became dry, you know, they were walking. Before they became dry, there was an army. Before they became dry, they were living. You see, there couldn't have been bones if they hadn't been alive before that. You see, before those bones were there, I want you to know that something was already happening. There was a life that was going around in them. And before you came to where you are, that you feel that you are dry, or you feel that things are not going on well, I want you to know that there was a time that you shouted for joy. I want you to know that there was a time that the morning star sang together, and you were there shouting for joy. There was a time that you saw yourself in Laodicea as a young person being filled with the Holy Ghost. I want you to know that there was a time that you were delivered. There was a time that you was living in freedom. But your condition perhaps now may say otherwise, but I want you to look back to the picture of what you were before, of what you were before time began, instead of looking at what you are right now. Because before there were bones, they had life in them. But obviously, the course of life and the influence of wrong 
had led him dried and had led him without hope. And you know, if there ever was a time that people are getting dry, I believe it's this time. If there ever was a time that people are losing their joy, I believe it is this time. That people are losing their peace and people are losing, they're losing confidence and are losing hope and are losing trust. I believe it is this time. It is this time that, you know, all the restrictions are going on and this is going on and, and we can't have fellowship anymore and we can't be at Max's house and we can't be at a Parasox and we can't be at a Dolce and, and we can't be at a non whalers and we can't be at the Kessers and we can't be there. And it's coming to a place that there's a lot of pressure building up and if you're not careful, you start getting dry. You come to a place that if you're not careful, you know, the joy that you had and, uh, and the peace that you have started to be taken away. Your worship started getting cold. Your devotion started getting cold. See, and, 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 and I understand that we can say, you know, we are born in a way and we are made in a way that we do have to fellowship. It's just the way we are made. We do have to fellowship. And this being cut off, you know, Satan can try to creep in and try to, try to, you know, to cut off, you know, the lifeline or try to bring discouragement or this or the other. And it's a time that people are getting dry and, and the fire that once burned bright seems to be dimming down. And we can blame the restriction. We can say it is the restriction. We can say it is the loss of the land. But I want you to notice that behind that is Satan. Behind the whole the sin is Satan. Because what Satan is trying to do is Satan is trying to dig a grave for the sons of God. Satan is trying to dig a grave for the bride of Christ. And it's sad to say, but there are people who are already lying in a grave. There are people who are already in a dead condition. That is what Satan has been trying to do. Trying to put people in a grave. Trying to bring people to death. Amen. But I want you to remember something this day. I want you to remember that your maker, the grave couldn't hold him down. The one who made you, the grave couldn't hold him down. Nothing could hold him down. And I want you to know that one is living in you. That one is present here this evening. Nothing could hold him down. Hell couldn't hold him down. Satan couldn't hold him down. There was something different about him. And you were not born to be a dry bone. You were not born to be a lukewarm believer. You were not born to live in Laodicea without the Holy Ghost. Because again, I want you to remember that before time began, you had the Holy Ghost. Before time began, you were a son of God. Before time began, you were a daughter of God. You weren't born to be a dry bone. You weren't born to be lying in the valley of bones. You weren't born to be there. You were born to be victorious. You were born to be a mighty army of God. I think it is time for us to start rising up and being what we are called to be. We cannot lie down and let Satan keep on bugging us down. And Satan keep on punching us down. It's time to rise up on the ring. It's time to stop leaning on the ring chains. And it's time to move forward towards your enemy instead of punching back. Because that's what you were called to be. 
See, you were born and you were formed as a predestinated son and daughter of God. And as a predestinated son and daughter of God, to be a son or to be a daughter, that means that you must be born in a certain kingdom or you must be born in a certain family. And there's only one way that you can be born in the family of God. And the scripture says it's only by one spirit. And that spirit is the Holy Spirit. That's the only way that you can be born in this kingdom of God. There is no other way that you can be born in it. No other way that you can be born in it. And because you are predestinated, because you are called to be a son or daughter of God, there is no way that you are going to function You're going to function without the Holy Ghost. Because that was what you were born to be. You will never find your place in the world. And I can tell you that. I can testify you that. I was in the world and I tried my way. I, I never fit it in. I knew that wasn't my place. No matter what I tried to do, no matter... No matter who, you know, the, the friends I had and whatever I did, I couldn't fit in. Amen. It just wasn't my place. I couldn't succeed in there. Nothing could happen. It was just going around in a circle all the day long. Because that wasn't where I was born to be. But here was where I was born to be. See, you may enjoy the pleasures of the world for a season. But all that it's going to do is going to bring condemnation on you. Yeah. You see, when I was in the water, one thing I noticed, whenever so we'll go about and we'll do something wrong or something we're not supposed to do, I will feel condemned, but my friends won't feel condemned. Yeah. For them it was all right. But to them me there was something that just wasn't right. Amen. What we said was just not right. What we did was just not right. And there's a whole heap of condemnation. And there's a whole heap of scars. But I tell you one thing, those scars sometimes are not easy to move away. Don't you try to go fool around in the world. Don't you try it. Don't you try it. There's no way you're going to function without the Holy Ghost. It's just like a car. And many brothers here works with cars and, and they know better than I do. But you see, you can have a car and you can have it as beautiful as you want it to be. You can put on LED lights and, and you can put on the big rims and you can put on the big tires and you can do all the beautiful things you want to the car. And you can get a big engine in it and you can do, you know, it can go 270 or whatever you want to do with the car. And you can work on it in front of your garage or walk on it in front of your driveway and do all that you want on it. But if you don't put fuel in that car, that car is going to stay right there. 
If there's no fuel on it, no matter how much you decorated it, no matter how much time you spent on it, with that fuel, that car will sit right there on your driveway. And it will never move. And it will stay there. And if you don't put fuel on it, you will find a start of rust. You'll find the insides that'll get moldy. And you start seeing it's just been destroyed. All the amount of time you spent on it, it was worth nothing. Why? Because you never put fuel on it. And you just left it sitting right there. Now it's out there. And now it's just becoming a junk. And you come to a point that you, you don't even have the, the desire anymore to even try to put fuel on it. But your desire is to get a toll, toll trail or whatever they call it to come take it away. And you see, that's the tactics of the enemy. You see, he'll leave you with the mechanics, but he's not just going to leave you with the mechanics. He will come against the mechanics and he'll start to destroy the mechanics. He'll start to destroy it to bring it to a place that you don't even desire anymore, that you will receive the Holy Ghost. Because that is the fuel that is going to pack you to heaven. There is no other fuel that is going to pack you to heaven. But he will leave you sitting right there. And he will attack your flesh. And he will attack your mind. And he will attack you in the spirit. And he'll put, a boot, he'll put a big block of doubt and unbelief upon your soul. He's trying to destroy the mechanics. He's trying to bring the mechanics to a place where you have no more desire to even want to move ahead with the Lord. He's trying to destroy the mechanics. Trying to destroy the mechanics. And he's trying to tell you that you are not worth it. He's trying to point back to your mistakes and, and trying to point back to your past and say, you did that wrong and, and you did that wrong and you cannot make it. And he'll point you back to all the shipwrecks that has been in the message. And he'll say to you, if you try to move on with a message, that is what your end is going to be. He won't show you the picture of the people who God of years by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But he'll point you to the wrong. Trying to destroy the mechanics. Trying to destroy the mechanics. I tell you, you're too young to get the Holy Ghost. You're only 13 years old. And you don't need to get the Holy Ghost now. That one the, that's one of the biggest lies that I find the enemy tell young people. You were too young and you still got time. Well, if there ever was a time that there is no more time, I think it is this time. Amen. He'll tell you you're too young to get the Holy Ghost. 
And he's been trying to set a certain path. And this evening, by the grace of God, I'm trusting that this path or this, this cycle that he's been setting will be broken. He's been trying to set a path where he's saying, you know, once you get to 20 or 18 years old, then you can start thinking about the Holy Ghost. And that has been the trend that he's been trying to push ahead of many young people. That you don't need to break down now, but just wait till you are 18 years old, and then you can start seeking after the Holy Ghost. Trying to destroy the mechanics. But I think it is time this evening for the cycle to be broken. It is time for the cycle to be broken. I believe that a 13 years old can be filled with the Holy Ghost and be on fire for God. I believe we are living in that time that a 13 years old can take the scriptures and can open it and can preach out of it. God has not got an age. God doesn't know age. Jesus is some that he sent at 12 years old, sat in the temple and started open the scriptures unto the scribes and unto the Pharisees and they were amazed. It is the same spirit that is living today. Let us stop letting the devil deceive us and tell us to wait and tell us to wait and tell us to wait. I believe it is time to say I am done waiting. I am going for the Holy Ghost. time to start listening to the lies of the devil. And that's what he's been doing all the time. When Solomon erected the temple, after a couple of years goes by, he destroyed the temple. That temple was destroyed. But you see, he went and destroyed the temple, but it was one thing he was forgetting. That there was coming one that was going to build a temple that was not made with hands. There was coming one that was going to build a temple that wasn't built from the outside into the inside, but was built from the inside onto the outside. There was one that was coming. He could tear down the temple. He could try to destroy the mechanics. But I want him to know this evening there is one here that is going to build another temple. And it's not going to build it with our hands, but it's going to build it with the spoken word of God. Because that is how he began. He began it with the spoken word of God. Satan has come this evening. And he's trying to make his boast. But he just came at the wrong time. Not only he came at the wrong time, but he came to the wrong people. He came to the wrong people to make his boss this evening. Because the temple that he thinks that he's been destroying, I want him to know that this evening, mercy has walked in. This evening, mercy has walked in. The master builder of the temple that is hewn without hands has walked in this building this evening. To build up another temple. And this is not a temple that is you doing. That it is you thinking. That it is you trying to overcome. That it is you trying to do this. Or you trying to do that. But this is a temple where it is him coming in you. And it is him doing the work. It is him defeating the enemy. It is him overcoming. It is him bringing you freedom. 
That is the temple that he has come to build. Mercy has walked in this evening. Amen. He has walked in this evening. The master builder himself. I don't know where you're at. But tonight, it's your time. It's your time to move a little further with God. That it's your time to either start a journey with the Lord. It is your time. What was your desire when you came to young people this evening? What were you expecting? I think it was Brother Andrew that, that spoke this right before the special meetings last year. What did you expect? What did you expect? What did you expect when you came here? And I remember in that special meeting, Brother Andrew, Andrew Spencer spoke, and, and he was speaking on the move of God. What did you expect when you came this evening? Did you come just to have another young people's service? Well, that is fine if you did come to have another young people's service, because it was another young people's service. But I want you to know there was a little bonus this evening. You remember on Sunday we were speaking about the reapers coming down, right? The reapers coming down and, and dropping a handful on purpose. They're dropping on purpose. And I want you to notice that Brother Brandon was speaking that quote. And he would say that they were commissioned to do that. They were commissioned to do a certain thing for you. Brother Brandon was saying that quote. And the reapers that have been sent this evening, they have been commissioned to do a certain thing for you. He knows you need. He knows what you're going through. And he is commissioned this evening to do a certain thing for you. And you rejecting us is you forsaking your own mercy. You say there's going to be another service. Indeed, there might be another service. But what about tonight? What about the service? What about this moment? Know. It's just been talking to John to you today, and like I said to him, we, we don't know. We don't know how the service is going to go. We have some notes. I'm trying to follow them, but we don't know. We'll let him lead. That's what we prayed for, amen. That's what we asked, amen. We want the Lord to lead. But what have you come here for this evening? Because I want you to know that the Holy Spirit wants to declare to you that this evening you've come to a resurrection service. This evening you've come to a sin killing service. This evening you've come to a Holy Ghost filling service. This evening you've not just come to another servant, but you've come to a service where the devil is going to be paying them. This evening you've come to a different service, not just another service, but you've come to a service to meet with your Lord Jesus Christ. You've come to a service to be a transformed person. You've come to a service to not live this place the same way you came in. Yeah. 
You want to walk out of the door knowing that you are going to torment the devil. You want to walk out of the door knowing that Satan is not going to have a hold on you anymore. That what you have been struggling with and going circle after circle after circle and service after service and it never seems to leave. Tonight is the time for you to lay the devil down. Tonight is the time for you to take the sword. Hallelujah. Tonight is the time. It's the resurrection, resurrection service. The bones have laid down for too long. The bones have been dry for too long. But it's come time for those bones to receive life. Hallelujah. You have a desire this evening. I don't know what your desire is. You might be here desiring the Holy Ghost. I want you to know you can receive it. Hallelujah. You can receive it. You're desiring to be free from something. You can receive it. Not because I am saying it, but because he promised that wherever two or three are gathered in his name, that he will be there. And I want you to know that when Jesus shows up on a service, he doesn't show up just to be an observer, but he shows up to be an actor in the service. He shows up to bring a transformation in the service. That's what he shows so far. Brother Branham will speak to take on the whole armor of God. He was saying, as long as in you is thirsting for something to touch, there is surely a fountain open somewhere that you can touch. Because it has to be. Something's created that in you. And if there was no Bible to tell us so, still it would, it would have to be a reality. Because there is something in you that a creator has created. And before there can be a desire, there has to be something to fulfill that desire. Amen. See, you cannot have a desire for something that does not exist. Whether it be right or whether it be wrong, whatever desire you have, that means that there is something that can fulfill the desire. You can look at the wrong. If you're desiring to go to do something, there is something that can fulfill it for you. If you're desiring to go on the wrong side, there is a wrong side to fulfill it for you. But on the flip side of the coin, if you're desiring to go free, there is a freedom that can be given to you. On the flip side of the coin, if you're desiring a Holy Ghost, there is a Holy Ghost that can be given to you. On the flip side of the coin, if you're desiring a deliverance, there is a deliverer that can bring you the deliverance. On this evening... You have been called. You look at the scripture and you say, but that was a prophet. Indeed, it was a prophet. And you said that was the prophet who was asked to prophesy. Indeed, it was the prophet that was asked to prophesy. But I want you to remember another time that in Revelation 10, 11, there was another man who was typing the bride by the name of John. That he was told that you are going to have to prophesy again before many people, before nations, before every tongue, and before every kin. There was someone else that was given the authority to also prophesy. And that was the bride of Christ. And I don't know, but I believe that this evening, I am speaking to the bride of Christ. 
And you have been called. There might be a tongue of condemnation that has been speaking against you. I want you to know that you can prophesy and tell the end of that tongue of what it's going to be. There might be a kind of loss that's been bothering you, a kind of condemnation, a kind of pride, a kind of whatever you want to call that has been bothering you. I want you to know that this evening you can prophesy to that can and say what the end is going to be to that can. And so he called Ezekiel. And he said, Ezekiel, you come up and I want to show you something. And Ezekiel went up in the spirit of the Lord. And as he looked down, there was a valley that was full of bones. And perhaps this evening you were looking down and you're looking at your bones. You're looking at your bones of fear. And you're looking at your bones of discouragement. And you're looking at your bones of disappointment. And you're looking at your bones of your sins and of the things of the past. And you're looking at the bones of lust that has been bothering you. And you're looking at the bones of this and the bones of that. And you've just been staring at these bones. And you're wondering, are these bones ever going to leave? Is there ever going to come a time that I'm going to be able to snap out of this cycle? Is there ever going to come a time that I am ever going to be able to overcome? Friends, I want you to know that this message has got the power to bring you the victory. This message wasn't something that a man put together, but this was God's word to his bride in the last age. And I want you to know that this word was sent to you also. You're looking at your dry bones. And you're wondering, can these leave again? Can I ever go past this? Can I ever go past this line? Can I ever break free from this? Could it ever happen? This is a resurrection service. Why well, didn't I choose this tax? He gave me this tax. Satan has been trying his best to try not to get me to get the inspiration for it. Even Roy this afternoon, he was telling me, no, you can't speak on that. You just can't speak on that. You, you don't have the anointing to speak on that. You, you're just not in a position to speak on that. And he's just been bothering me the whole afternoon. But I knew you've been bothering me because this evening you know that this is going to be your end. And you're not happy about it. And that's why you've been bothering me. And I said, I am going to go ahead with it. I am going to go ahead with it. And I'm going to let God do the judging of the word. I'm going to let God do the vindication of his own word. I am not going to vindicate it. I am not going to bother a march about it. I am just going to be the vessel. And I am going to stand. And I am going to declare what the Lord has put on my heart. I'm going to declare what he has put on my lips. And I believe that the word will go forth. And will strike the seed that is laying on his children. And you, Satan, who have been bugging them. And have been trying to trouble them. And has been trying to destruct them. Denying you are going to fall out your feet. You're not going to live this place the same way. As a matter of fact, you are going straight back to hell from whence you came. Because there are people who are called to live a victorious life. There are people who are called to be an army of God. In this last age, in the mix of Laodicea, I don't care how dark it is. There is someone that is going to shine the light. I don't care how dark it is. There is someone that is going to be of a calmer. I don't care how dark it is. There is someone. There is someone that is going to be a victorious son and daughter of God. 
time to speak in the other day. It's time to change your attitude. And all of a sudden, the way I've been praying, all the way I've been praying, I say, Lord, give me the revelation of who I am, but also give me the revelation of who Satan is. See, it's good for me to know who I am, but it's also important for me to know who my enemy is. I know what a loser he is. I know what a dumb devil he is. I know how he has been stripped of every, every power he has on the day of Calvary. It's important for me to know that. It is important for me to have a revelation of that because if I don't have it, then he's going to have an upper hand on me. And he can tell me things that I don't know. But if I know who he is, if I know that he's a defeated enemy, if I know that he has no power, if I know that he's just going about like a rolling lion, then I know that I can defeat him doesn't matter how weak you are if you have the devil bothering you there is a quote for you all you have to do is just fall on your knees that's all you have to do you don't have to do much you know you, you might not even feel like you want to pray but you just fall on your knees there is a quote for it. It's that once you, the weakest of, of, of the weakest of sand, goes down on your knees, hell shall to tremble, hell shall to shake. That's enough to start casting the devil out. There's something about going down on your knees. There's something about it. If the prophet said it, there's something about it. There's something important about it. It's a sign of surrender. It's a sign of just going down. It's a sign of giving up and saying, God, take control. Well, you have been caught and you're looking at these dry bones. And the Lord want to ask you this evening, son of man, can these bones live? Young people, can these bones live? Can they leave? Can they rise above a mighty army? They're going to be a young people here in Laodicea. They're going to be on fire for God. Can that happen? Can these bones of coldness and traditions and ways and, and reputations, can they all die away? That the life of Christ can live. Could this happen, young people? This is your confession. Can the fire be kindled? Can there be a young person that is truly and really on fire for God? Can there be a young sister that is truly and really on fire for God? That doesn't care what the neighbor is going to say. Doesn't care what the other sisters are going to think about her. Doesn't care whether she's 13. Doesn't care whether she's 14. Doesn't care what age she is. But it's going to let the liberty of God start to move in your life. Is there a young brother that can say the same? That is not going to care about your reputation. And this brother might think, oh man, I'm getting fanatic. Or this brother might think, oh man, you know, I'm going off the roof. And oh man, I'm doing things that is just off beyond. Could there be a brother that can look past that and say, you know what? I don't care what they're going to say about me. But what I'm going to care is what my master is going to say about me. Amen. 
Because friends, we think it is time for us to start to stop looking around and, and stop wondering what this is going to say and, and what, he, what he is going to say and, and when mommy see me raise my hand and what are they going to think and, and what is daddy going to think when I, when I shout amen during the service or what, what are they going to think when I stand up on the service during the song service and when I stand up to praise the Lord, what are the people going to think about me? Oh mine, perhaps they'll be saying, oh he's getting too religious. I mean, and it's just a simple song. I mean, we've sang this song over and over again and now he's just feeling so religious that he want to stand on you, stand on his feet. I want you to know that it's nothing but a lie of the devil that is trying to tell you that he doesn't want you to start to worship God on the liberty because he's trying to put fear on you and let you think that if you stand up on the service, oh, someone is going to criticize you. No one is going to criticize you. It's just Satan laying a lie in the right in your laps and it's time to stop believing the lie of Satan. I believe it is time for some young people to start a run and to live the life of a true believing son and daughter of God to be on fire for God to change the course of the service every Sunday and change the course of the service every Wednesday when I think it is time there is no young age in the kingdom of God but only sons and daughters of God these bones live. Can these bones live, young people? I don't know you, but I say yes. Now I say that these bones can live. Not because I say it, but because the word declares that the bones can live. The scriptures we read declares that those bones can live. Amen. As a matter of fact, Ezekiel was told, okay, Ezekiel, now you need to prophesy. See, the voice of the Lord is the one that lifted him up in the spirit. And you know, God, he could have prophesied on the bones. He had every power to prophesy on those bones. But he didn't do it. But he said, Ezekiel, you do it. Son of man, you do it. You do the prophesying. And he started prophesying just as, as he was told to do. And as he started prophesying, the boy was said that there was a noise. Something started happening. There was a noise. And there was a shaking. And as there was a noise and a shaking, it said the bones started to come together. The bones that to come together, joint coming to joint, bone coming to bone. Someone started to move in the moment that he started to speak the word. See, something started to happen when you start to speak the word. When you start to speak the word that he has told you to speak. And the word that he has told you to speak, it is right here. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. It is already here. All you need to do is take the word that he spoke and you start to speak that word. If the word says that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper, you start to speak that word. If the word said at any tongue that will rise, you know, will rise before you on the judgment that you will condemn, you start to speak that word. Yeah. 
If the word said, boy, it stripes you or him, you start to speak that word. If the word talks about freedom, you start to speak that word. If the word said that he that's going to set free is free indeed, well, you start to speak that word. If the word promised that he will give you the Holy Ghost, you start to speak that word. But anyways, the bones that are shaking, bones that are come together, one to another. And I believe that this evening, there are chains that are going to be falling this evening. I believe the chains that have had people born for a long time. I believe those chains are coming down. I believe prison bars are going to be broken this evening. I believe stones that have been put in front of this grave are going to be rolled away. You see, Lazarus laid in the tomb. And Jesus came and we know the story of how Jesus could have spoken the stone away. But he told him, he told him, you go roll away the stone. Joints, bones coming one to the other. How many important meeting with another how many important? There is no many important in you, and there is no many important that is present here this evening. The Patmos Vision, Jeffersonville, 1960. What happened when two omnipotents meet? When God and man comes together through omnipotence, something got to shake. Whatsoever you said, whatsoever you say, with that creative power of omnipotence of God, knowing that he's promised it and, he said it, is, and he said it in his word, it creates a power that goes out younger and brings things to pass. Things that is not, it makes them as though they were, because two omnipotents have met. And I believe there is an omnipotent here this evening, and one is in you, and one is present here this evening. I believe God is wanting to move everything away. And we know as the stages went on and, and Ezekiel kept on prophesying. And the seniors started to come and the flesh came upon them. And eventually the skin came upon them. But you see, all the dynamic had come together. But they still couldn't move. They still couldn't move. They were just standing still. It was just like the car that was parked in the driveway. Every mechanic was put together. Everything was put right, but it just still couldn't move. And you see, if, they, if Ezekiel would have left it that way, those bodies would have gone back to the bones that they were right from the beginning. Not right from the beginning, but right in the middle of the course of their life. They would have gone back to exactly what they were. But there was something needed to quicken them. And that was the bread of life. It was the bread of life that was needed to quicken those bones. They had received all they needed to move ahead and to conquer and to overcome and to overthrow. But without the life in them, they were useless. And you see, you might have had bones Things that you've been struggling with. Cycles you've been going in and going around and over and over again. And you wonder, can they ever leave? Get the life in there. Get the life of God in there. 
You say, but I've got the Holy Ghost. Yes, you've got the Holy Ghost. But maybe you need a more refilling of it. Maybe it'll take something a little stronger. Maybe we'll take more of them. Maybe we'll take a little more surrendering. You see, the only way you can get stronger is more you can get weaker. Is the more you can surrender, is the more you can give away, is the more you can let go. That's the only way you can grow stronger. And that's where they came to. It was the last stage. There was need of bread. There was need of bread to move on. The mechanics were set, but the dynamics had to come in. It was promised that it was going to be an exceeding mighty army. An exceeding great army. And I believe that there is a promise that this young people is going to be an exceeding mighty army. And there is a breath that needs to move on. I asked the musicians to come. There is a breath that needs to move on. A breath of life. A resurrection. Can these bones leave, young people? Do we have to still keep going around and around in the circle? Or we can break out of it this evening? We break out of the circle this evening. Can the Holy Ghost move in this evening? They got it in the upper room. They were commissioned to go in the upper room that day. And they stayed there. And they were waiting. Because they were promised that they were going to receive the promise of the Holy Ghost. And, and they stayed there and they waited. But I want you to know the attitude that they had. Sister Julia can play something softly. The attitude that they had. They were in one accord. They were all in one accord. And they were all believing for God to move in. And they waited patiently for God to come in. And days went by and nothing seemed to happen. But yet they never left the promise. They kept on holding on to the promise. It was on the tenth day when something started to happen. A wind started blowing. It was a mighty rushing wind that started blowing the building. And when that wind started blowing, everyone was filled with the Holy Ghost. Their life was changed. Peter, who stood on denying Christ, his life was changed. He walked out, the very one who was ashamed of him. He stood up right in the middle of all the critics and started to declare the word of God. Why? Because something has happened. He was a dry bone in the valley. But he had received life. And when he received life, something changed in his attitude. Something changed in his ways. And this evening you can receive it. The wind is blowing. You say, but I can fill it. You don't need to fill it. 
You need to believe it. He didn't ask if you failed it. He asked that you believe it. You need to believe it. I believe time has come for a cycle to break. Now you say, don't be shy. As I said the last time we spoke to you young people. Don't be shy. Don't be fearful. But let God move the way he wants to move in your life. Let him move the way he wants to move in you. Don't stop him. Don't stop the bread of life from moving. Give him liberty. Give him freedom. Let us rise in our feet. Can these bones live? Can they leave, young people? What are you playing? What is that? Oh, let's sing that. Sing it to him. song pour your spirit out on me let him pour his spirit let's go to verse one for a minute Lord I seek you help me find you how I need your touch we don't need any other touch The word went forth. But what touched those great bones was the word of God. And what is going to touch your condition is the word that you declare this evening. What is going to change your situation is the word that you speak this evening. That was the quote I was going to read, but it's just escaped me. But Brother Branham will speak. At the end of the quote, he'll say, give up. He'll say, give it up. Actually, let me just read it. I don't know why he just came to me. conference Chicago 1960 paragraph 33 towards the end of it he said you've got to do it to yourself 
Is that your own thoughts? He said, give up and let the Holy Spirit cover you with the presence and his power. He said, that is God's decision. You've been holding on for too long, young person. You've been holding on to your own ideas. You've been holding on to your own plans. You've been holding on to your own future. You've been holding on to your own desires. You've been holding on to your own purpose. But I wanted to tell you something this evening. Give up. You want these bones to live? Give up. You say, I'm torturing your soul. It doesn't matter. Give up this evening. You have given lust a chance. You've given pornography a chance. You've given depression a chance. You've given disgrace a chance. You've given disappointments a chance. This evening, give God a chance. Give up. This is not my cry. This is his cry. Give up. I don't know why this God came to me at the last minute. But he's saying to you, give up young person. Stop holding on to your ideas. You think you have the future figured out? You think your savings are going to save you? Savior, you're not gonna put you in the rapture. Only one thing is gonna put you in the rapture, and that is the Holy Ghost. You say, I don't know the seals, I don't know the church ages. It's good to know them, but you can know them without knowing the Maker. And it'll be a bunch of knowledge. It'll be a bunch of intellect. But tonight I am inviting you to get to know the maker. The thief on the cross never walked with Jesus. The thief on the cross perhaps never seen the bread been turned. They never seen the water been turned into wine. He never seen it all. But at that moment... When he gave up, when he gave up, and he just asked one request, he didn't even ask to be there. He just asked, When you get there, just remember me. That's all he asked, just remember me when you get there. But just with that, he said to him, You will be with me there. There is a little desire in your heart. A little burden of faith that is Paul saying in this right moment. There is something that is saying to you. Take a step forward. There is something that is saying to you. Accept God this moment. There is something that is saying to you. This might be your last time. There is something that is saying to you. It's time for you to turn around. I want you to say to you. It's time for you to start listening to that voice.
Give up, young person. You're fighting a lost battle with the devil. If you keep fighting by yourself, you're not going to beat him. I don't mean to brag on him, but I've tried to fight him myself, just by myself, you won't beat him. You're not going to beat him with your knowledge. You're not going to beat him with your promises that you make and you keep breaking them. You're not going to beat him with this. There's only one thing that is going to beat him. That's the Holy Ghost. Don't sing that song like you sing it. Just like another song. Mean it this evening. Find my joy in broken places. Thirsty for your love. Lord, forgive me if I've wandered far away from you. You're all I've ever needed. Gonna make me new. Sing it to him. Lord, I seek you, help me find you, how I need your touch, find my dry and broken places, thirsty for